Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. You ready for an encouraging word today? Okay. God stir my heart to share on the authority of the believer. So are you ready? 1 John 5 verses 4 and 5. This is your verse for the week. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. That's good news, hey? Hey, we need some good news. There's so much chaos and craziness. And as some of you heard yesterday of the almost civil war that happened in Russia, and there's just so much craziness going around all over our world. But it says, everyone, that includes you and I, born of God is victorious and overcomes. Sometimes we don't feel like overcomers, but I want to stir your heart, the power of the Word of God. We sang that first song today. We sang about your Word is truth, and we're going to live in truth. So it says, everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world. It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, when we talk about overcoming the world, is that the physical world? Is it the spiritual world? Is it the world's values and culture? That's one of the big things. It's the world's values, culture, standards, expectations, and works of the enemy. It says we overcome. In Jesus' name. And we need to have this word in our heart. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. And we watch the news, we hear the pain and the brokenness and crime and, and families torn apart, and we can get overwhelmed by that. But we need to be reminded of how powerful is the word of God. Everyone. Everyone who's born of God, and if you're a follower of Jesus, that includes you and I, and I want you to take this verse and let it be your verse for this week. Everyone who is born of God is victorious and overcomes. And it says how? By your continuing persistent faith. What is faith? It's trusting that God's word is true and trusting that your heavenly Father is going to watch over you. Even when things in the natural seem to be going the wrong direction, God says, I can turn this into this. I can turn things around. When things happen that we don't understand, beyond our present level of faith, God says, come on, I'm going to grow you in faith. You don't have to be overwhelmed, but you can be an overcomer. John 16, 33, Jesus said these words to his disciples not long before he went to the cross. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace. That's good news. So if you don't have peace in your heart today, let me tell you, God says, I can give you perfect peace. Then it goes on and says, in the world you have tribulation. Jesus didn't uh, cover it up. He said, there is tribulation and distress and suffering. That is around us. We can't ignore that, but we don't have to be overwhelmed by it or distressed by it, or drained by it, or distracted by it, because we are overcomers. And then the good news is, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, 
be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. Wow, this is good news, folks. And I want you to have this in your spirit today, that we are overcomers. There might be trouble in the world, and there is. And setbacks happen. Sickness happens. Accidents happen. Disappointments happen. Distractions happen. And and attacks of the enemy happen. But let me tell you, we are overcomers in Jesus Christ. The word is true. And we need to base our life on that. James 4, 7 says, So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. He will flee from you. You've got to get the right order here. Submit to God. I've had people say they're praying and standing against the enemy, but they haven't submitted their whole heart to God. And it leaves doorways open for these schemes of the enemy to distract and rob and steal from it says submit to God that's what we did today Lord I give you my heart I give you my future I give you my whole being submit surrender fully to God then you resist the enemy and he will flee because he hates the presence of God and that's why today we're singing that beautiful song, Great Are You, Lord. Something happens when you let your spirit arise and you declare the greatness of God. Something shifts. As Marilyn said, the atmosphere shifts. There's freedom comes. And some of us need to step up and sing louder. You say, well, I'm not a really good singer. That's okay. That's why we've got a few hundred of us. So your voice will just be joining in with everyone else. You'll only be the person in front or behind or beside you that'll be saying, oh boy, that's not quite on you. But they're singing so loud that they're not worried about that because great are you, Lord. And we need to declare that, that he is Lord, that he's paid the price, that he is victorious. And in him we are overcomers. We are conquerors. Submit to the authority of God. Wow. The authority of God. In other words, is he Lord of every area of our lives? Say, God, you can be Lord of my finances. You can be Lord of my business. But my relationships, I'm going to have that myself. You see, see, it doesn't work that way, does it? It's every part of our lives that we surrender. And it says, stand, resist the enemy, stand firm against him. That's not saying, oh, in Jesus' name, go. No, you stand firm. You are determined to live in freedom. There are times, I remember one of my relatives years ago, and they were having a whole lot of strife in their household. They were Christians, but they were having this whole lot of attacks and strife. And I remember one day, the wife just got so stirred up, she went to the front door, said, Devil, you're out of here and no more influence in our house. And she shouted she was a really quiet lady she shouted out in prayer I don't know what the neighbors thought but she shouted in prayer and from that day things changed in the house it was like she firmly resisted not just said oh it's a good idea I agree with the word no you in authority you declare the name of Jesus over your life your household your business our our community stand firm in Jesus name and he will flee I want to look at three quick things today. Number one, the authority of Jesus. Number two, to have authority, you have to be under authority. And number three, the authority of a believer. Let's be reminded of the authority of Jesus. Matthew 28, 18 says, 
Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All in the Greek means all, A-double-L, everything, everything. Let's not complicate things. All is everything. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Because Jesus has all authority, we now are his sons and daughters by the Spirit of God and his grace. We then have his authority, delegated authority, to live out his kingdom on this earth. It's time for Christians to stand up and have the lion of the tribe of Judah roar within our lives. We've been intimidated way too long. It says all authority has been given you. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has all authority. Ephesians 1.17, this is one of my favourite passages in the Bible. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in, holy, in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hey, if that doesn't get you excited, hey, God God has called us to live in the overflow of his authority. He has defeated every scheme of the enemy. He's defeated all the works of darkness. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. That's why we sing, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord, with understanding. It says to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Today, I want to stir your heart with the truth of who Jesus really is and his authority over every work and scheme of the enemy. The enemies at work across our world with strife and confusion and tribulation. But our God is greater. And we need to live with the reality and the power of that. It says, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Have a little think about that. How much power was there to raise Jesus from the dead? He physically raised him from the dead after he had carried the weight of the sin of the world. Paul says, that same power is at work in you and I. So anything that has been stolen, lost, or destroyed can be raised to life again. That same power is at work to renew our bodies, to heal our minds, to restore hope into our community. Let me tell you, that same power is at work, but we've got to acknowledge it, agree with it, stand with it, confess it and declare it, and then live it out. Expect that it's going to happen in and through us. And then it goes on at the end and says, to the church. So as a church, we have great authority. There are times that we get really upset what's happening in our nation, and rightly so. 
But let me tell you, politics is not the answer. Money's not the answer. The answer is the body of Christ releasing the kingdom of God on the earth. Let me tell you, by prayer, by lifestyle, by love, by presencing Jesus across everything, that is the answer to turn around our world. Be careful we don't blame people and politicians for stuff. Yeah, the answer is us living and releasing the kingdom of heaven on earth. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. But you're not going to do that if you don't know the authority that Jesus has and what he's released to us as his church, what is released to you as individuals. God wants us to understand the power of this in our hearts and our lives. And it says that Jesus is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. And I, want to, I believe that God's stirring up the church to let the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah arise. To silence the enemy. The, the enemy's tried to silence the church. He's trying to silence Christians. Anyone who puts their head up and speaks up is attacked or harassed. Let me tell you, truth is greater than error. Darkness is the absence of light. And God says, come on, I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to show you how to live in freedom and victory and authority. But you've got to know what's inside of you. You've got to know what the truth is. And I'm reminding you today of the truth that we are overcomers. That greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Let the confession of our mouth change. Let our prayers come with authority. Let them come with grace and humility and authority. We need to raise our voice in praise. We need to raise our voice in prayer. We need to raise the word of God and declare the truth of what it says for our families, for our education system, for our relationships, for our work and for our community. We have so much crime and strife happening across our community. We need to be praying, believing for God to rescue some of those that have gone down a pathway of darkness and hopelessness and crime. Come on, let's believe. Let's believe. Let's believe for the Spirit of God to grab a hold of their hearts. Let's believe that the darkness that drives them will be cut off. It will lose its influence. That hope and love and truth as we declare it, as we sing it, as we reach out in love to it, let me tell you, it is greater than every work of darkness. But you've got to believe it and we need to release it. Keep, let's keep releasing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Luke 4.1 before the beginning of his public ministry, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Where for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. I love the Word of God. just tells it like it is, eh? 40 days out there, you be hungry, famished. I've done some prayer and fasting on my time. I've never done 40 days, but I've done 7 or 10 days, and mate, you get hungry. 40 days. This was a testing. The enemy tested Jesus. So Jesus had to know who he was and that he was an overcomer. And so we see that and there were three temptations. And those temptations were representative of temptations in the body, the soul, and the spirit. They were temptations to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. If you look at those temptations that came to Jesus, they, they address all three areas, world, flesh and devil, body, soul and spirit. And that's another sermon. 
It says in Luke 4, 5, the devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. Now the devil was three quarters right because when Adam and Eve sinned, they released the authority that they should have exercised. And so he was now trying to get, it says, if you will worship me, I will It'll all be yours. Jesus answered, it's written, worship the Lord God and serve him only. Cut off the temptation. Jesus is the God of all authority. And he wants us to understand. It goes on in Luke 4.14, after the 40 days, overcoming the three temptations, three temptations, says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He went out full of the Spirit, now he comes back in the power the dunamis, the dynamic power of the Spirit. <coughs> it's good to be full of the Spirit, but it's good to be overflowing with His power and power and authority. Power is dunamis, authority is exousia. They are linked together, slightly different, but they are linked together. Jesus came back in the power of the Spirit. News about Him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised Him. It's nice when you're popular, isn't it? He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unfolding it, unrolling, he found the place where it's written, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to him, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. The next few verses, Jesus went on to share about how that the good news was to be for the Gentiles, not just for the Jews. That upset them because that didn't fit into their agenda. Sometimes God doesn't fit into your agenda or mine. We need to get in line with his agenda. They got really upset. The crowd that was cheering him only a few minutes or hours earlier, verse 28 says, all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. Hey, crowds can be very fickle, hey? Make sure you're following the right crowd or leading the right crowd in the right direction. They're all cheering him. Now they're furious because he said, it's not just for the Jews, it's going to be for the whole world. And they thought, hey, Jesus is going to restore the kingdom of David and, and we're, the, we're the chosen people, so we're going to be, continue to be blessed. He, he blew that apart and they got really angry. In verse 29, then they got up, drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. Much in a minute, going to be able to be restarted. That was the devil's plan. Next Friday, he rode the and went, so they wouldn't touch him. When you understand, the can't take from you. You've got to understand the faith of Jesus within us is powerful. Now, if you have to admit to God and be healed and released and then walk in freedom and victory. We need to understand how he works, how the kingdom of God works. I love that Jesus walked through them and they couldn't touch him. Remember Pastor Abram when he, he told the story years ago when he came and he saw amazing things. And one time he was baptizing in a, a river in India and hundreds of Hindu militants came 
and to try and stop the baptismal service. And they came rushing in the water and they put him under and tried to drown past Abram. There was dozens or hundreds of them and, and they put him under and held him under and he was, he, he, he was going to drown. But you remembered, he just cried out to Jesus in Jesus' name. And he said, all of a sudden, this supernatural strength arose in him. He said he rose up out of the water, threw all these guys off and walked out of the water and no one touched him. Exactly what happened to Jesus. And I thought, wow, this is powerful. I'll never forget the story. He said, I just cried out to Jesus. I'm too young to die. I've only just started my ministry. And they were just throwing off him. And he walked out in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on and says in verse uh, 31, he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee on the Sabbath. He taught the people. They were amazed his teaching because his words had authority. They weren't just opinions, ideas, because let me tell you, the word of Jesus has authority. When you speak Jesus, it has authority. When you speak the word of God, it has authority. Sometimes it'll stir people up in reaction. Do it in love. Speak the truth in love. Build bridges of grace, but don't be afraid to let the word do its work with authority. And it goes on and... uh, and says, in the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away, what do you want to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. <coughs> then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words they are with authority and power. He gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding areas. Wow. The the authority of Jesus was demonstrated against every work of darkness. Sometimes you'll have dramatic encounters where demonic is revealed and thrown out. Sometimes it's a clash of ideas and there'll be just junk going on in your workplace and you just share some words of love and truth and hope and all of a sudden the atmosphere shifts. Sometimes it's dramatic. I remember the first time I went to Fiji, and uh, I was preaching, I was supposed to be uh, teaching the pastors and Pastor Tim Hall was going to do the night crusade rally. His plane was late, so two hours before the first night with thousands on the soccer field, they said, oh, you're preaching tonight. I said, great. I said, well, what do I preach on? I felt drawn to Acts chapter 3 about the power of the name of Jesus Hill. And so they had this two-hour worship service like they do in Fiji and there was lots of people there and I got up and I started to read my text and I said he was healed in the name of Jesus and all of a sudden the whole crowd was chaos someone started manifesting and charging through the crowd screaming and the whole place was chaos and I hadn't even started my sermon yet I just started reading the scripture well this is going to be a fun night the next part was the most amazing all the young pastors went chasing after this person who was married and crash tackled them in the service, this is Fijian style, <laughs> took them out the back and got them set free and I just kept preaching while all this stuff, chaos is going on. I thought, wow, this is how you do it. <laughs> Bit different than nice, quiet, reserved Australia but we saw some amazing things happen and then Tim Hall showed up the next day and then we had Holy Ghost chaos for the next week as hundreds of people got saved and healed and delivered. But I saw the power of the name of Jesus. 
And because they have a lot of uh, worship of idols and the demonic is so strong that it was just manifest very quickly. And Jesus wants us to have authority by our conviction. Do you know the word of God and you stand on it? You're not intimidated by it? Someone else's strong opinion, you've got to stand in truth with authority. The big question, whose authority did Jesus minister from? And that was always the question. It's obviously the religion says, whose authority is it that you work in? And it was the authority from God over your life. So Jesus had all authority. The next question is, if you want to flow in authority, you must be under authority. This is where some of us get it mixed up. In our individual, freedom-loving Aussie culture, we struggle at times with submission to authority. It's submit to the lordship of Jesus in our lives. Jesus was a servant leader under the authority of his heavenly father. Remember it says he only did what the father told him to do? And God's called us to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to spiritual authority, not so they can control us, but so they can lead and protect us. Some people struggle with submitting to governmental authorities or spiritual authority or in leadership to bosses. Hey, many of the lawlessness that is going on is because of authority issues. They haven't been raised in households where there's been healthy respect for authority and taught respect for authority. And that's so sad. And many of us in our culture wrestle with some of this because of hurts or wounds and disappointments in our lives. God says, hey, it's an authority issue you need to get right and let me heal and restore this, and their freedom will come. Romans 13, 1 and 2 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authorities, rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. You say, what if, what if an authority figure is doing something that's really wrong? The Word of God says there is space to resist and speak about injustice, but you need to do it with a right attitude under the authority of God. Otherwise, if you do, do it out of your own strength, you come into rebellion and independence and you step yourself out of the covering of God. That is really powerful. And I encourage you to read uh, Under Authority by John Bevere's book. It's one of the best I've ever read on this. And it really helps you get in order. There's been times in my life, twice in our ministry, where authority figures did really wrong stuff and it was so out of order, but it was a test of my, our character. And I know the Lord says, hey, some of the things they've said about you is wrong, but if you don't keep your attitude right, you'll be wrong. And I remember it was a test. Twice I've had to really face that and pray to it and say, God, keep my heart right. Even though some of the things they're saying and doing I know is not right. But Lord, I'm going to speak the truth where I can and the rest I'm going to leave to you. And God, by your grace, keep my heart right. And I thank God he gave me the grace and I was brought up in a home that taught me respect for authority. If we haven't had that, it's a learning process that God has to teach us. Many people struggle with this because of uh, wounds, fear of trusting others, pride, selfishness, rebellion. No one's going to tell me what to do. I've even met Christians who are anointed by God, but they then start to think it's their ministry. 
don't touch my ministry. I said, if anyone says that to me, I said, hold on, you've got an authority issue right there. It's not your ministry, it's God that delegates and releases. You don't have to fight for a ministry. If you do, you have got some issue out of line. And, and God says, hey, come on, just surrender. Trust me, my anointing is powerful. Sometimes as a testing goes on and God says, hey, come on, get this authority issue in order because it's so, so important to surrender to him and serve with grace and humility and God's grace then will take us through. I love the faith of the centurion, Luke 7. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house where, when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go and he goes and that one, come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning to the crowd following him said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Wow, so Jesus linked together understanding authority to leadership to great faith. Wow, that's pretty powerful, hey? He said, I'm a soldier. If I speak in my delegate place authority, then that's the word is done. If my superior speaks to me, I know I have to do it. He said, you're a man of authority. You don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word and it'll be done. And it says, at that moment, the servant was healed. See, when you get this authority thing in order, great release flows over your life. And occasionally you'll be tested on it because he wants to know our heart is realizing we're under his authority. Because if you want to have authority in prayer and ministry, you need to be under authority and let it flow. And that's how God's blessing will come. And we see, I just think that story is amazing. And it says, um, then the men who had sent, been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Let's wrap it up with a couple of thoughts on because Jesus has all authority, we're under authority. Now we have authority as believers. And I just want to mention this and we might pick it up again next week because there's so much more to unpack here. The authority of the believer, a couple of verses to leave you with today. Romans 8.37, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. I would have been okay with being a conqueror, but no, more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory. The Apostle Paul's running out of words. Superlatives. Overwhelming, superabundance. Quite often he just runs out of words. Overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced that, and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo! Hey, that covers everything, doesn't it? <coughs> that covers everything. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what is being intimidated upon our world, I felt... To finish today, God's stirring our hearts. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, 
love and a sound mind. Too many of us have been intimidated for too long. God says, come on, greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Speak it out, declare, not be intimidated and pushed down and full of fear, but God, by your grace, I will be an overcomer. Your word promises that we are more than conquerors, no matter what comes against us. And when you live in that place, you then can influence your family and your workplace and our neighbourhood and our city because we carry this within our souls. And many of you understand this, but I felt the Lord say, come on, as we come into the second half this year, we need to get a hold of this. So today and next week is our mid-year, it's halftime coach talk to say, come on, folks. Halfway through the year, halfway through 2023, come on, folks, let's remember who we are. Let's live it out in Jesus' name. Let's be overcomers. And there's power when we do it together because there's safety. Sometimes there's moments where you have to just break through yourself. But then there's awesome power when we do it together in our prayer group or our, our connect group or our family agreeing together. Husband and wife saying, we're going to overcome. We're going to find a way through this challenge. And next week we'll have a look at Ephesians 6 on spiritual armour and some of the ways that we can, we can overcome and grow. But 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Whoa, where's the enemy attack? In our minds. Discouragement and fear are two of his biggest weapons. And as believers, we've got to overcome. Worship team, come on up. I want to go back to the verse we started and next week I'll pick it up again and unpack some more of what does it mean to live with the authority of a believer. But we needed to make sure we understood Jesus' authority and being under authority to release authority and then we can live in the authority of a believer. The first verse we started, 1 John 5. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. We need to say this together, come on. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith in Jesus the Son of God who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world it is the one who believes and recognizes that Jesus is the Son of Thank you for joining us the Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ if you want to know more or just keep in touch check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.